You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Labine, only on the BetQL Network. Tapped Out Recap here on the BetQL Network, a.k.a. Recap with my co-host Brendan Tobin. I am Sean Levine. Before we get to what takes place on Saturday night at the O2 Arena in London, let's look back at what happened last Saturday night. In the main event, Magomed Ankalaev by decision took out Tiago Santos. No big surprise. Santos was a huge underdog. I think the one thing, BT, is we're confirmed that he's no longer the guy that we saw a couple of years ago that fought John Jones. Yeah, he had like a brief moment there in the second round where he got yeah. the knockdown. It was kind of an off-balance one, too. I don't think like he caught him super clean. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely a guy. I, I don't know if that is a case of the knee injuries. Like I, I definitely feel like you know, he had a couple of moments where he exploded. So I don't know if it, it's it's funny because we went into this fight talking about, you know, really one of the only advantages he had was experience in five round fights. But he just didn't seem to have that that extra gear to go to. And I don't know if that's a case of the knee injuries or just age or what. But, you know, not a spectacular fight, but Uncle Ives uh, certainly uh, certainly got the job done. And you always talk about how since John Jones, that division, the light heavyweights, they've been looking for the next guy. Could that be on Yeah, I'm not going to say no. I just I don't think that's the be- the best fight to like say definitely. You know, I didn't feel like it was a spectacular performance from him. Not that he didn't win, but it's just like I, I-, I felt like when you have these main events, you certainly have an opportunity to make a name for yourself and you know, do big things. And I felt like, you know, out of all the guys, you know, you think about Khalil Roundtree or you feel about Song Yudon, this, like, I feel like he left an opportunity uh, go by the wayside with this one. Let's talk about Song Yudon by knocked out in the first round over Marlon Marias. And then Marlon Marias kind of laid down his gloves, probably it for him. That's four in a row, at least in this promotion. What do you think it means for Song Yudon? Because he feels like a guy that maybe not next, but not too far away could be fighting for the belt. Yeah, he looks spectacular. I mean, like that's a that's a it's a fun weight class. It's fun watching those guys who are smaller with the with the great strike. I mean, listen, Marias was that guy. Uh, it just comes at you fast. And you know, you were talking during the show just what about what a shark tank he's gone through. And now you start losing to the the up and comers. Like, yeah, it feels like it's it's time to hang him up. Um, at least with the UFC. I mean, maybe he ends up with like Eagle FC or somebody like that. And you know, uh, they they try and build some people off of his name. But, you know, they've been some scary knockouts, too. These have not been like, you know, we, we talked last week about Tony Ferguson or Tyron Woodley where, you know, they're getting grinded out for five rounds. And you're like, they just don't seem like that. The gear like Mullen Rice is is is, is going to get seriously hurt. It feels like with the way he goes in there, because, you know, his way to win is with spectacular KO. So you got to stand in there and take some. And, you know, it's just they've they, there have been some brutal, brutal finishes he suffered. 
To be fair, the odds makers thought he was going to lose the fight. Came in as about a two to one underdog. Song Yadong, we had him as we all had him as Florida Parlay. I had the Roundtree Yadong. Let's get parlayed on Saturday night. Roundtree ended up hitting. Are you paying attention to this Roundtree uh, Sean Strickland stuff? I'm not. No, what's going on there? Because I, I thought Khalil, I thought Khalil Roundtree was like I thought he was star of the night. Just between his finish was brutal. That body kick that he had while dude was uh, was getting up was sick. And then uh, just just afterwards, I thought his interview, he rocked it. He was just so cool talking about, you know, how he wants to spread his story to the world. But what's going on with them? Oh, they're just beefing like always. But it's more Strickland just talking smack on Roundtree. What do you think his star is like? I mean, because he's had some spectacular performances. I think if he, if he can get on a run, it, it, I, f- I feel like it could be good. I just feel like the guy uh, tells a story well. I feel like he is captivating. He's exciting as hell when he wins because he's just got that – sick kick game that that he you know trains with in thailand he throws bombs um you know i feel like there you know there's probably some certain matchups technical guys that probably could give him issues and you know he hasn't had the cleanest record but if he does get on some kind of run i feel like you, you know you have a massive uh, potential here to you know I, I maybe too early to say like a mosfidal-esque kind of run but just like yeah that that type of guy people just like fighters like that guys who are real guys who are their stories and they're also exciting and, and get cool ko's Another fan favorite is fighting coming up on Saturday night at the O2 Arena on the main card. Patty Pimblett, the baddie, is back. Huge favorite, minus 450, taking on Rodrigo Vargas coming back at a plus 320 in this lightweight matchup. Pimblett, his first time in the octagon, looked amazing. It took him a minute, though. Like, to be fair, it took him a little bit of time to get going, and then eventually that dude got going. I kind of expect to see the same fight on Saturday night. Yeah, and it's one of those things like he's he. I, I like the fact that he embraces the pressure that he's under. You know, there were a lot of McGregor comparisons coming in just because of you know the success he had over in the Euro promotion, and then coming over to the UFC. You know, he's he's trying to do that whole talking game. And look, if you're a, a slick talking guy from Europe or England or Ireland or whatever, and you can knock people out, you got a chance to 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 get a lot of eyeballs. And so uh, that's I think going to be his opportunity coming up this weekend. Honestly, you don't even have to knock people out. Like, you could be Darren Till. You could do all those other things and talk to them, and then you get in. Uh, As far as Patty goes, I do think that maybe the question in this fight is, this is a much – now, obviously, he's fought on big stages in the past, but his first UFC stage was empty, essentially, in the apex, and now you're talking about fighting, essentially, in your backyard in front of a crap load of people. Any concern for the step-up and fandom around him? I definitely think it could be a concern for sure. Uh, that 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 noise can get to people. It got to Darren Till. You know, you think about the fight where he had exactly. with, with uh, Jorge Masvidal. I mean, he didn't have like go from nobody to that, but it's it's a huge step fighting in your hometown. We saw this with Derek Lewis. He's been zero two in Houston. Like it doesn't it doesn't bode well for everybody just because you're fighting in your hometown. Like one split second and uh, and all of a sudden you know you're in a bad bad spot. So. It doesn't necessarily mean for a lot of these guys who are kind of getting the hometown rub that it, that'll be a successful night. I wonder historically, just from a money perspective, what the numbers are when a guy fights in his backyard, because obviously the additional pressure adds to it. And it feels like at least recently, I mean, you pointed out a couple of times, like in the case of Derek Lewis, it has not worked out well. So curious to see what Patty does in England, the co-main event, Dan Hooker plus 100 taking on Arnold Allen coming off a big win at minus 120. So essentially the odds makers think this one BT's even money. Yeah, I think it's uh it's an interesting one for Hooker too. Like he's uh definitely trying to back find himself, see where he's at in his career at this point. You know, he was I think at, at one point people looked at him and said, "Man, 
this guy's going to be an absolute, absolute problem. And, you know, he's lost three out of his last four. Yes, they've been absolute monsters like Dustin Poirier and Islam Makachev and Michael Chandler. So, you know, he's he's got an opportunity here maybe to get the uh, get things right back on track. But, you know, he, he certainly is, in, I think, uh, you know, I don't want to call it desperation mode quite yet, but he needs himself a win. And, you know, he's doing the drop down to uh, to featherweight. So we'll see how that goes for him. And, uh, you know, Arnold Allen's a tough test for him. But the problem is exactly what you just said, that if he takes out Arnold Allen, people are going to say, yeah, good. He can, And Arnold Allen's a stud. Yeah. He can take that guy out. But when it comes to those big names, when it comes to the guys fighting for the belt, which at one point, Dan Hooker, Hangman was certainly one of those guys. He's probably not anymore. He's got to go on another crazy run. He, uh, it reminds me a little bit of Edson Barboza. You know, Edson, had, yes. Edson was a, a really good lightweight fighter, kind of ran a up beast. against the gauntlet and then tried the drop down, had a little bit of success, but still hasn't quite captured, I think, what he was at his absolute best. So that's what Dan Hooker is going to try and do here. In the main event, and as a matter of fact, we're going to have both these guys coming up on the show Saturday, so don't miss it, 5 to 7 Eastern time right here on the BetQL Network. You know the show. It's called Tapped Out with Brendan and myself. We're going to bring on Alexander Volkov and Tom Aspinall, who are fighting in the heavyweight main event coming up on Saturday night. Now, this is actually a pick em. Doesn't surprise me at all. You know who I'm going for, though. I oh, mean, yeah. I love I love me some Tom Aspinall. Like, of all the... Fighters overseas that don't get talked about enough. I think that ends on Saturday night when Tom Aspinall wins by knockout. I'm not going to tell Volkov that when we bring him yeah, on. Don't do that. But I'm telling you that right now. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, and Volkov's an interesting fighter. Like he's he's pretty steady. Like it's not like he's never had that really terrible run with uh, with UFC. He's the former Bellator heavyweight champion, so he had a good run over there. But in the UFC, look, he's taken on basically everybody in the division he's had pretty good success against everybody in the division Aspinall though has been an absolute tear and you know we're always excited about seeing the guy who is the young up-and-coming heavyweight in his in his 20s we see this with Taito Ivasa where you know he's exciting everybody so maybe Aspinall's the next one man I know that you've been tooting his horn for a long time they need to fight each other. That's what needs to happen. I don't know the future for either one of those guys after Saturday night, but I'd love to see those guys step into the octagon. What a fight that would be. Because as you mentioned, it does feel like Aspinall's kind of on that Tui Boss. He needs a couple of more wins, and Tui Boss's wins have been against big names recently. But, uh, man, I think that one day we're going to see Tom Aspinall fight for the belt. He also needs a cool uh, cool celebration. Like maybe he can, I don't know, like eat bangers and mash or shepherd's pie in the middle of the octagon, something like that. When he comes on, you should mention that to him because that's his one problem. Needs like, a thing. We all know he's he, he's so humble, man. He's a stud in the octagon, but so humble and self-deprecating and always making fun of himself, saying he doesn't belong. Like to be honest with you, that's fun and that makes you a real dude. But as far as getting the chance to fight for the belt, they kind of want to see you drink beer out of a shoe, right? It is. It helps. It helps. Like it always helps to have a gimmick to have a thing. Look, like would it, would Khabib be as popular if he didn't have the hat? Like people people just remember stuff. It's a funny thing, but. You know, if you have one, you know, Sean O'Malley with the crazy hair, like it, it seems stupid because it should just be like, hey, they, they if you just have blank faces fighting and whoever the record is is awesome. But personality matters and what sticks to people matters. And so, yeah, I, I get that. That's it's, it's not comfortable for everybody. Some people just like to be steady as they go, but it helps. It, it definitely helps. I think Derek Lewis had helped him a long time, you know, up until he started kind of cutting loose on these interviews. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was just like this guy was one of the big stars in the heavyweight division. Best post-fight dance in the game. You know it, baby. Derek Lewis, Black Beast, the Orca dance. 
as coined by one Brendan Tobin. That's my co-host. I am Sean Levine. Wrapping things up, we'll talk to you on Saturday night right here on the BetQL Network.